Hi, and welcome to Overdramatic, a podcast examining fame, fortune, and theater throughout time and modern pop culture. And today, for our first episode, you know, I was really debating on what to talk about. Should I examine a person, a place, a certain event in time? And then I thought, you know what? Let's just examine the idea of fame itself. In the modern era, fame and celebrity are no longer subsequent reactions to an achievement, like, you know, winning a gold medal. But now are achievements all into themselves. Celebrity is the goal. I'm going to do endearingly call this the Kardashian effect. Now, let's be very clear. The socialite archetype has existed long before E-Network put a couple of cameras in the Kardashian home. I just argued that they perfected it. Reality TV stars commodifying their lives, personalities, wins and losses has made way for a new modern phenomenon known as the micro-celebrity. People who are typically online personalities who grew an audience for themselves ranging from comedic content to educational content to content that is downright scandalous. Which leads us to a very big brain question. What is fame and why does everyone want it? Now, sure, we can do the dictionary definition of fame. The state of being known or talked about by many people, especially on account of notable achievements. But the problem is that definition doesn't work anymore. You can be famous for doing nothing. There are a bevy of online personalities who are one-trick ponies. They're either beautiful or handsome, or they're telling jokes that they stole off Twitter. They built online personas that are just not them, and they're being rewarded for it in a variety of different ways, whether it be through the immediate gratification of followers and likes, or financial compensation and opportunities to achieve more monetary value like brand deals. So fame has shifted, and I argue the definition of fame should go with it. That's what we're going to do here today. We're going to attempt to redefine what it means to be famous in the modern era. Now, like many words, fame has Latin origins. Fame or fama was a spirit or goddess of fame and renown. People would pray to her for favorable outcomes and good fortune, especially in the public sphere. They wanted their achievements to be lauded and applauded because the sound of applause just sounds good. However, she was also the goddess of gossip, and people would pray to her to remove gossip from themselves or have gossip spread about somebody else, specifically a public enemy that may have acquired for themselves. Which is kind of emblematic of how fame actually works. It's a double-edged sword. People want to be famous, but very rarely do they want the consequences of being famous. They don't want the gossip the lack of privacy, the constant criticism and critique of everything you do, from how much you weigh to your last project to what you wore to get a Slurpee from the 7-Eleven. Suddenly, everything you do is up for critique and discussion. Your personhood becomes the subject of essays and podcast hosts. And nobody wants that. Many a celebrity throughout the years, past and present, have made a special point to notate that people shouldn't want to be famous. They should want to be good at what they do. They should want to be in the upper echelon of their craft and not just the upper echelon of society. And as we have seen throughout the years, both past and present, that fame can quite literally kill you if you let it. 
We have lost many people because they couldn't handle the pressure and scrutiny of being famous. And they tried to find ways to cope with that. Unfortunately, many chose unhealthy ways to cope with that. And we have lost many bright stars that were just suddenly snuffed out from the monster that is fame. The goddess Femei has made it very clear that she has duality. Fame is equal part savior and monster. It will just as quickly uplift you as it will consume you. And by no means am I the first person to say this, but it begs the question, is the risk worth it? Is being famous worth it? And if so, why? Now, full disclosure, I had every intention of using the Kardashians as an example for the examination of fame and celebrity. I mean, come on, they're just such an obvious choice. But then I thought, you know what, let's try something different. Let's try something a bit more out of the box, something a bit more daring, and dare I say, dangerous. So, if you will, we're going to start our examination of fame and celebrity with somebody who has not only critiqued it, but their very existence in many ways is an affront to the idea of celebrity itself. Today, we're going to start with Marilyn Manson. And now, before you start playing more police, please understand that I am fully aware of everything he's been alleged of. I have a Twitter too. But for the sake of this episode, we're just going to take a more analytical perspective of Marilyn Manson. So just hear me out and bear with me, okay? Okay. Marilyn Manson, born Brian Hugh Warner, is an American singer, songwriter, painter, actor, etc., etc. He's best known for his controversial music videos, lyrics, and performances. Some were sexually graphic, some were more violently graphic, but were all meant to maintain some type of social commentary, typically in the presentation of how he views society at large. In one of his more popular songs, The Beautiful People, he makes commentary about how the rich and wealthy determine what is beautiful and what is socially acceptable. With lyrics like, the beautiful people, the beautiful people, it's all relative to the size of your steeple. You can't see the forest through the trees and you can't smell your own shit on your knees. His direct rebuke of capitalist beauty standards and the celebrities who upheld them made him the ire of many. Specifically, those in more conservative circles and those who directly benefited from the social climate of the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. Sidebar. Great time in history, if you ask me. Marilyn Manson was making music for social outcasts. So people in the in-group, or as Manson's flock would call them, the beautiful people, saw him as a nuisance and an unnecessary troublemaker. How dare he be so openly antagonistic to the things that they'd enjoyed? Marilyn Manson wouldn't allow vapid people to simply be vapid in peace. He would frequently call out the monster that is Hollywood and the effect that it was having on young people and society at large, which is ironic considering years later, he would get called out for being a monster himself. But again, we will be addressing that in a later episode. But even if you've never listened to Marilyn Manson's music, his name really kind of says it all. He deliberately chose his name the way he did as a critique of celebrity and fame. He chose the first part of his name, Marilyn, as homage to Marilyn Monroe, and the second half would be Charles Manson, the famed serial killer. Now, typically, these two things would never go together, but Marilyn's kind of making a really good point that these two are on the total opposite ends of the celebrity spectrum, but nonetheless, 
still on the same spectrum. Marilyn Monroe is heralded as one of the most beautiful women Hollywood has ever seen. Even if you've actually never seen a Marilyn Monroe movie, you know Marilyn's face. She was, and still is, the go-to symbol for a very specific era in Hollywood and is another fascinating and critical pillar of celebrity and Hollywood as we know it, of which we will be examining later. Charles Manson was a deranged homicidal maniac with a bevy of horrible, horrific crimes that even if you weren't alive during his reign of terror or frequent of, you know, true crime podcasts, you have seen Charles Manson's face. And whether it be plastered on a t-shirt like Marilyn Monroe or made to be wall decor like Marilyn Monroe or lengthy documentaries like Marilyn Monroe, you know the name and face of Charles Manson. Which brings me back to my original point that though these two are on the opposite ends of the faint spectrum, one being applauded and one vilified, but both leading to the same place. Immortality. Marilyn Manson's logic was pretty simple. Both of these people are social icons. Despite crimes or achievements, both of their names and faces will be known throughout time in history. Just because history will treat them differently doesn't mean fame will. So what does it truly mean to be famous if a serial killer can be just as well known as the most beautiful woman in the world? Humans are fragile creatures, made worse by the fact that we are also fleeting creatures. We just simply don't live forever. However, thus far, fame is the most achievable means in which a mere mortal can live forever. Fame is a social defense mechanism. It has a high probability of keeping you relatively safe. There is a bit of a target on your back, but that target really isn't worth the risk. And by that I mean a famous person or someone who is well-known is typically well-liked. And well-liked people typically don't have bad things happen to them. And if those bad things happen, like robbery, violence, etc., the people who inflict that violence on a well-known or famous person is at risk of the ire of their fans, followers, and society at large. And though celebrity comes with its own set of risk, traditional risk, of just, you know, being alive or somewhat mitigated, fame allows the average person to elevate beyond the commoner. It pushes them to a social status and lifestyle to a level on par of which was previously reserved for aristocrats and royalty. Celebrity is to be greater than popular. It is to shift your lifestyle to that of greatness. And in the modern era, celebrity can move you far past the monotony of mortality, where we once prayed to a goddess to make us famous. Being famous can now put you on tier of being godlike. To be worshipped and adored and followed? If that's not a deity, I don't know what is. So I guess that kind of explains why everyone wants to be famous so bad. They want to be greater than those around them. Hell, I argue they want to be greater than themselves. And as we continue our examination of fame, celebrity, and theater throughout time and history, we're going to find a lot of figures whose pursuit of fame shifted not only their world, but the world at large and the world around them. But we're also going to find some figures whose fame just didn't work out for them at well at all. Names and faces who might have gotten lost in time or just aren't as well known as they may have wanted, but nonetheless sought out that greatness. So, I hope you stick around. Got a lot more coming. 
we're going to discuss the Beyonce's and the Kardashians of the world and maybe every now and then find some hidden gems that you didn't know about. And also, we're going to have some pretty fun discussions on how everyone is doing their own little performance every day to make themselves greater than what they were the day before. I also promise to get, you know, better sound equipment and maybe a full studio to work in and not just my room. But, you know, it's my own little performance and I'll get better at it every day. I've been your host. This was Overdramatic.